here with Adam Crowther, who is the presenter of BBC Upload. Good morning. Good morning. Um, Upload is a show where you source local talent, people who are musicians or poets or um, creators in some way, and you give them a chance to showcase their talent to a larger audience. Yes, absolutely. So how did you come up with the idea for Upload? So it came about after a discussion with my boss um, and she sort of had this wild idea that we sort of have this uploader whereby um, people can send stuff to us that we can feature in because so many people are making and creating stuff that they never really get the opportunity to, sh to showcase to anyone or send anywhere or do anything with. So we thought what an ideal opportunity to get um, a show that would be a brilliant platform on radio to, to showcase what people are making, like you say, whether that's poetry or fiction or podcasts like yourself or musicians, whatever they've got, um, and, and be a bit of a front door to the BBC, really, so that whoever it is that's making stuff can get their stuff showcased in front of people that normally wouldn't get to hear their stuff. Um, and as well as sort of having the, um, the radio show sort of start looking at how we can put that onto social platforms and stuff like that as well so it sort of came about from a bit of a chat with my boss around that really and then um the, the opportunity for the show came up there was a slot became available on the evenings at, at radio bristol um so yeah the, the job became available i applied for it um rigorous interviews and all that sort of stuff and, and got the job it, you know and I'm, I'm i'm proud of it it's brilliant it's a great show now you've got this show that you're in a good amount of control of you have quite a lot of say in what goes out you're going to spend today choosing talent but at the start of your career you had quite a different job didn't you yes yeah, so um i left sort of college i'd done bits of live event presenting um i got sort of i hate using the word sort of scouted but in a way it was you know i got picked up as a live event presenter um by someone who worked within the arts council and we got sort of um, me and my friend lauren who we presented together with um, we got sort of scouted and got asked to present loads of different events and stuff like that which was great because we got the experience of interviewing and hosting and doing live events where you know different people different talents were performing and I think that's where I got my sort of interest in in sort of nurturing new talent really is that these people that were performing on a stage in front of an audience that didn't know them it was an opportunity to to show off their talents um, and then from there I sort of went and did bits of event hosting um, for Birmingham City Council and, and loads of different events that they put on um, when I was um, living back up in Birmingham um, and then I went and did youth work so I managed a youth club in Lancashire I did lots of youth uh, work for a, a charity in Birmingham that I sort of went to as a kid went and worked on a holiday park as a holiday park entertainer um, and then sort of got my break in radio with my first job working for a company that was called Traffic Link at the time it's now called Inrix mm -hmm. doing traffic and travel news bulletins for for loads of different radio stations all across the country whether that be BBC commercial local and national stations as well which was my first sort of step into broadcasting <laughs> I hosted stages at the German market um, at Christmas time in Birmingham City Centre um, whereby there was different talents that would come and perform and I would be the link in between the talents performing um, you know interviewing them after their performance and stuff like that um, we did a, a showcase uh, once or twice a year um, that was just brilliant in the Birmingham Symphony Orchestra um, Centre which was just a beautiful building it's incredible um, and that was again a showcase of lots of different talents whether that be people in bands sort of solo singers and um, poetry readings you know to to colleges that were putting on full-scale productions of Les Mis um it was it was brilliant I really enjoyed it um so those were the sort of events that we did there and then of course went and did the 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 work at a, a holiday park which was interesting sort of singing and dancing and 
sort of hosting the evening discos and that mm. sort of stuff, which was great fun, but um, not a forever job for me, as mm. people would have thought. <laughs> I was going to say, that's quite a, a lot of people come out of that job and end up being comedians or something like yeah. that. But that wasn't, were you performing yourself or were you the hosting the shows again? Bits of both, so bits of hosting, sort of, you know, doing the, the crazy sort of dance routines um, that the kids all joined in with to, you know, hosting kids clubs and, you know, refereeing football matches for, for teenagers during the day, all that sort of stuff. And it, it was a real varied sort of six months for me doing that job, really. It was great fun. Mm. But I think probably just a good excuse to hang out with mates and, and have a good time and make a fool of yourself. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, and it, it's, it sort of gives you that sort of no shame sort of um, mentality of you don't mind making a fool of yourself and, you know, I, I now don't mind when I sort of make a mistake or mess up on the radio too much because at the end of the day, everyone's human, everyone's doing sort of their own little performance and whatever and it's fine. So that's where you got your confidence to be on live radio, you think? I don't know whether that's where I got the confidence. I've always, I've always had an interest in presenting from like the early early days of watching like CBBC as a kid and and sort of um, you know watching presenters like um, Angelica Bell and and, and um, Dick and Dom and sort of all the different presenters that used to host programs um, on CBBC and sort of thinking oh, do you know what they have such a good time and they're talking in between stuff mm-hmm. and you know and it was sort of thing that I thought, oh, I'd love to do something like that one day um, and then another love of mine was always radio and I always remember sort of listening to um, local radio in, in Birmingham there's a commercial station called BR&B that's now changed to free radio and I remember listening to a presenter called Phil Upton on there and um, just loving listening to his programme growing up as a kid it's, it was just sort of one of those things that I always had a bit of a, a loved listening and having an ear across because just the intimacy of radio mm. is something that you can't replicate in any other medium yeah I think it must be interesting as an as a interviewer on radio as well you get to interview so many different people and get a taste of so many different careers and um, sort of worlds. And I was wondering actually if you had anyone that you'd really love to interview, someone you'd have to, you'd really like to have on upload so you could really pick their brain. Oh, it's difficult because you know my show is all about those sort of undiscovered and untapped talents really. Mm. Um, so I've never really thought too much about who I would love to interview like big time. Um, I, I love Jamie Cullum. Jamie Cullum is someone that I have like not an obsession with because that makes me sound like a weirdo <laughs> but um, Jamie Cullum as an artist as a musician I absolutely love I think he's brilliant in his sort of um, experimental nature with music and, and particularly with sort of you know taking jazz as a, a form that is so old and, and sort of bringing it to a modern audience it is something that I absolutely admire mm. and it, again listening to him sort of do his programme on Radio 2 I love I love listening to it so I think for me someone like Jamie Cullum who's just lived quite an interesting life and yeah. his career in music is quite fascinating someone like him would be great um, there's also a poet um, in Birmingham uh, Benjamin Je- Zephaniah yeah. he's just an incredible guy with sort of such um, a, a sort of one foot in politics one foot in activism and then another sort of don't know how but another foot in, in poetry and makes it all work so beautifully and a real proud Brummie which you know I am as well so you know he, he's a character that I've always really admired so yeah perhaps those two people mm. would be the sort of the big people but like I said the, the, the show for me um, it's not about me it, upload it's about the people that we showcase and every mm. person that we get on to interview um, is a privilege you know from a poet to a writer to a blogger to a podcaster um you know speaking to all these different people every day is for my job i love (laughs) 
so what are you planning for the future of Upload? Have you got anything uh, coming soon that we should watch out for? Well, Upload's really exciting at the moment because it's um, a programme idea that started right here at BBC Radio Bristol um, and it hadn't existed anywhere else before. We were quite experimental with it. Um, it was quite a risk for my boss to take in a way because, you know, it's a format that um, sort of is a similar thing to introducing, but not just for music. So BBC Introducing supports Unsigned, Undiscovered, Under the Radar Musicians. Um, we wanted something that was like that, that we could do for poets, comedians, bloggers, vloggers, absolutely anything, um, to be that real open door. And it was quite experimental here. Um, and it's an experiment that has really paid off because um, we had a sort of... I don't know how much I'm allowed to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. If I get into trouble, then... I'll hot take. But, yeah... Um, we had a meeting with Tony Hall, the director general of the BBC, and sort of said, look, this is what we've been doing with this new show. What do you think? And he said to us, you know, this is great. You know, why hasn't this been done um, everywhere else? Let's make it happen. So I think the plan is that we sort of roll out versions of Upload um, across all of local radio in the BBC, and they all do their own version of it, um, which would be exciting because it gives every town and city across England the chance to to um, to showcase their local talent and the rollout as well hopefully we'll look at how we can implement that with sort of social media channels and stuff too so you know if you are a vlogger getting your work showcased on a BBC sort of social platform mm. sometimes could be seen as a bit of a pinnacle like oh my god that's brilliant we've sort of done what we wanted to do so yeah so upload really excited that it's going to be sort of the, the, the format that we sort of developed and as like a little seed here in, in Bristol is sort of growing and becoming you know the, the lovely flower that we intended it to be. Yeah. It's, I think it's taken on really well already. Because yeah. I interviewed um, Tit for Tat, the girls who do the uh, women-focused radio show. Um, <clears throat> and a few, you know, a couple of weeks after that, you got in touch with them, and then you had them actually on your show live, and they've gone from strength to strength. They're, um, uh, you know, their audience has grown a lot. They're, going, they're making, like, merch and stuff like now, so you might recognise a few Tit for Tat T-shirts around town and things like that. And it's just because of Upload that that gave them a little boost and it's already paying off. So I think, yeah, I think it's a really exciting thing to watch. That's what I love is seeing the development of people that come on the programme and sort of get in touch after and say, thank you so much for giving us that platform because we've we've seen you know an increase in our music streams on Spotify since we came on the radio. We've seen the increase in followers on our, spot, on our Instagram and on our Facebook and our Twitter feeds because we came on and spoke about our music all week or you featured my poem and now other people are commissioning me to do poetry work. That's what I love is that sort of feedback that we get from people is that, that you know when people say thanks so much for featuring us because we've seen an increase. Mm. Um, and we've featured your podcast Alex as well. We, you yeah. know, we've, we've featured this podcast on the show. Um, I, I know this is sort of the interviewee turn it back on the yeah. interviewer but did you see it make a difference when you uh, yeah I did and I think it was really exciting as well to be able to share the BBC upload p picture and say right this is you know I've been working on this for a while and this is some sort of recognition um, and it's being played to a wider audience and I've been able to tell people that I've been played on the BBC which is exciting and yeah I get you know I've, I could see my analytics and I see a few numbers go up around the time that was on and it's just it's difficult because podcasts are something that anyone could do. Um, and if you've got something you want to get out there, it's difficult to stand out and because it's a, a medium that's, you know, it's free. So you're relying on, on quality of it rather than, you know, marketing and that kind of thing. So the fact that I could send it into you and it's about Bristol people and the people who listen to it, it's targeted straight at people who would be interested in it. I think it's um, definitely helped me to 
reach a wider audience and that's what it's all about for me you know uh, the, the pod the, the the show upload it, it's it's great to to feature talents no matter what they are um to audiences that perhaps wouldn't have ever discovered your podcast or discovered um my house band of the week or the the local poet or writer that i i feature their work on um and them then getting back in touch that that sort of um moment for me is lovely sort of because people do see it as like a like a bit of a stamp of approval of you know my work is good enough to be on the bbc mm. that's great which i love it's brilliant yeah. it's an honor to be able to do that so it's a very competitive field getting involved with radio or, or m most media jobs really you've really got to stand out and i was just wondering if you had any advice for someone so I always remember when I was sort of, you know, I was sort of half in the industry anyway. Um, I was quite landed on my feet really when I got my job at, at a traffic link at Inrix doing all those traffic and travel news bulletins. I sort of um, by chance saw a tweet um, that had mentioned, you know, jobs going at, at this, um, you know, this team that provide traffic and travel news bulletins. And I thought, oh, this is great. Let me give this a go. Um, knocked up a demo using GarageBand on my MacBook. Um, with and made all these sort of weird fake jingles for a radio station, funnily enough, that I'd made up in my head called Radio X, which now is a thing. So, you know, I'm onto a winner there already, right? I think right? you've got a copyright claim there. Exactly. So. You know, sorry, Chris Moyles, yeah. <laughs> uh, over here first. Um, but basically, I sort of um, made all these jingles and stuff and sort of packaged up this travel bulletin that I sort of mocked up and faked, mm. sent it into uh, as part of the job application, filled in the form and all that sort of stuff, and got called to an interview. Um, got asked a bit about my sort of road and travel knowledge obviously and a bit about my sort of career history and sort of what sort of person I was and all that sort of usual stuff um, and then the next day they phoned back and offered me this job doing the travel news stuff and I was like yeah of course I'll take it it's brilliant yeah. <laughs> um, and then um, I always remember starting my first day and doing my first um, my first ever bulletin and being terrified about doing my first life bulletin and it was so early in the morning that no one would have heard it really um, but it was brilliant and that sort of buzz of my doing my first broadcast was like oh that's it that's it brilliant done mm. I, and I'll never forget that um, and I'd done that for four years and thought right I've sort of done this and done traffic and travel news for ages how do I sort of get further into the industry um, so that you know my first bit of advice, I guess, from that would be don't be afraid to sort of just message people and apply for jobs, you know, even if you haven't got experience in radio, which I hadn't. I'd had sort of bits of live event presenting experience, but never had any sort of radio experience. It's just apply for it, you never know. Mm. Um, and then from there, I wanted to get a bit more in the industry and sort of because I'd sort of was known as a voice on local radio stations, whether that be um, commercial stations or the BBC, I... Um, started pestering um, producers and um, and bosses and editors at, at local radio stations to come and do some some work and freelance work I did like a, an internship at um, a station called touch FM in Coventry and produced a 24-hour broadcast for them um, as part of like this sort of um, internship if you like and I was mm -hmm. sort of a voice on the station already so got involved with that and that was brilliant um, but didn't get paid for it but that's fine you know it was great experience for me um, and then I started pestering the the assistant editor, the sort of second in command at BBC WM, um, uh, the local radio station for Birmingham and the West Midlands. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember emailing her, um, this lady called Sharon, and saying, "Hi, Sharon. You know, you might know me. I do your travel bulletins. Um, wondered if, for uh, if I could come in and have a coffee about what I could do for the for the radio station and whether I could come and get some work experience or come and sort of do some shadowing." And I went in for a coffee with her at BBC Birmingham and we sat down um, right opposite each other and 
she sort of said, oh, if we asked you to do this, you know, how would you feel about you know, answering the phones? And, oh, I don't know about that. I've never really answered the phones in a radio station before. And, okay, well, how would you feel about perhaps sort of working and helping to produce a programme and sort of setting up guests and that sort of stuff? And I thought, oh, yeah, I'm not really sure about that really. Mm -hmm. And, okay, well, how about if we got you going out with a sort of recorder and asking sort of Vox questions on the street of, like, whatever the news stories that day mm -hmm. to, to, to be a bit of a reporter? And, oh, I'm not really sure about that really. Mm -hmm. I just had no self-belief in what I could mm. do. Um, and at the end of the, the coffee, um, Sharon said, well, I've asked you all these questions about how you'd feel about doing all these things. And they're all things that I know you can do because I've already looked you up yeah. and sort of seen your experience. And you can do all of this stuff. You, you know, you can speak to people on the phone because you do when people call in travel news. You can set up guests because you did it when you did that 24-hour broadcast for Touch FM. You know, you can go and vox people because you speak on the radio like all day, every day for your yeah. job. So, you know, she she'd already done a bit of research on me mm. and she said you can do all that stuff so let's have this conversation again and you know come back and let's see how we can get you involved and sort of having that bit of confidence sort of shaken up inside me I think um, mm. and going right you just believe in yourself sell yourself so that'd be sort of advice number two is pester people to go and meet them for a coffee and always offer to buy it because it goes a long way with busy journalists and, and bosses yeah. buying them a coffee um, and then number three is actually have faith in what you do so um you know number one don't be afraid to to apply for jobs even if you don't think you've got the experience number two is pester people in a nice way and number three would be actually believe in the skills that you've got because and sell yourself as a, as a product as something that will be useful to the, the radio station um or the tv station or whatever it is the tv program whatever um because the chances are that if you sell yourself there's going to be some sort of vacancy that mm. you can help fill Great. So I suppose, yeah, you've got the lady there who showed the bit of confidence in you and that just sets you off in the right way. And Absolutely. And you start to believe in yourself and things go from there. Yeah. Yeah. And if it wasn't for that chat with Sharon, I might not be sat here today. That's funny. So, yeah. yeah. And you see that sort of butterfly effect. If that didn't happen then, where would I be now? Hmm. It's weird to think about that, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. Very weird. <laughs> <laughs> If someone had something they wanted to get on BBC Upload, uh, how would they go about that? So um, our uploader is on our website. It's really simple. It's just bbc.co.uk slash upload. Um, there's an icon there that says upload your content. Um, if you click on that and you can send in files um, via the website, it's really simple. So um, record yourself, um, film yourself upload your pictures do all that sort of stuff via that website it really is that simple so if you are a podcaster send us your audio if you are a musician you've probably already got your tracks recorded somehow whether that is sort of stuff that you've recorded in a studio professionally or sort of bedroom recordings or whatever you know garage band sort of stuff absolutely fine whatever you've got send it in um, if you're a poet and you want to record yourself maybe you've not got sort of recording equipment like you've got here with like mics and stuff but um, you might you know everyone's got a voice recorder app on their smartphone or on yeah. their tablet you know start recording yourself there because we've we've played so much stuff on upload that's been recorded on mobile phones because the quality you can get out of it's incredible now yeah. so why not you know just give it a go and you know don't worry about any sort of fancy production or editing we'll do all that for you just you know have a go record it send it in um, and we listen to absolutely everything that gets sent in. That's the, that's the one guarantee we give, is that we will listen to absolutely everything and give everything the consideration it deserves. Because you never know what you're going to miss. No, exactly, yeah. yeah. If I just don't listen to one bit of audio, that could be the gem, that could be the, mm. the brilliant story, and you know, or the, 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 the brilliant sort of track that could be the next big thing, or, you know, um, and that's what I sort of love, you know, coming into work every day and listening to the uploader. It is like a, 
a sort of Pandora's box. You know, we open it up and what's going to be inside. You know, you never know. It could be a brilliant poem. So, you know, sometimes you do get trash sent in. I'm not going to, you know, we do yeah. <laughs> because it's an open platform. Anyone can send anything in. Yeah. Um, but the guarantee that we do give is that we'll give everything a listen. Is there anything you feel that you're not getting enough of? Or I, do you know what? I would love some slam poetry, sort of really sort of gritty, um, meaningful, punchy poetry. Yeah. Um, because we get all the really nice poetry sent in because those sort of people are quite um, quite open to, to, to sharing their poems because they're usually quite lovely and, and flowery yeah. and nice. Um, nothing, not that there's anything wrong with that, but we mm. would love some sort of real gritty slam poetry. Just to, yeah. And it's sort of always been those, that a bit of a passion of mine is is watching those sort of slam poets on sort of YouTube and stuff and thinking, oh, do you know what? I'd love that. It's such a brilliant time. Um, and I'd love to feature more of that sort of stuff. And, and what I love about sort of that, sort of street and slam poetry is that quite often it's um it's about something and it's something that's really pertinent and meaningful and quite raw quite a lot of the time um and so i love a bit more of that really great that's the one thing i don't think we get enough of there's a shout out for that then so anyone yeah. slam poets listening make yeah. sure they get on bbc upload all right thanks a lot for talking to me adam not a problem um, and yeah good luck with the future of upload no thank you very much for having me on your podcast mm-hmm.